the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Enjoying life. Why am I enjoying life? Well, for starters, I have two very special guests in my office with me today. Uh, Alex, who's kind of like my nephew since uh, his dad Dino and I are really good buddies. Dino's best friends with Lawrence Taylor, who you uh, hear on this show. Uh, I would love to get Dino on the show, but Dino's not a call-in guest. Dino is a live in-person guest, so he now hails from uh, the state of Florida. So when he comes up here, you will, if you're lucky, get to hear Dino be Dino. And uh, he and his wife, Margaret, have had this wonderful young man named Alex. And, you know, we all should be... You know, we all try to be role models to the younger generation, and that's what I spoke to Mayor Adams about the other night. And, you know, Alex now lives in Florida, but I try to be there for him. I call him more than he calls me, a little disrespectful, but that's okay. He's embarking on a new career in the world of finance. So I told him, listen, you come up to this law firm, and you're going to talk to some people talking to you about the pitfalls of the world of finance. Um, now, he happened to bring a young, lovely young woman with him by the name of Mary, who is uh, studying to be a physician's assistant. And that leads me to uh, my first topic that I just want to touch upon. We have an abbreviated show. That's why I'm speaking. That's why I speak. I, that's we. So Mount Sinai and Mount, in Manhattan and Montefiore in the Bronx, those nurses are on strike. And boy, are people suffering. And what I was just explaining to Mary, uh, and, and I spoke to Mayor Adams about this the other day, if you really think about it, you know, you think of a hospital and you think of doctors, but the touch point of a doctor in a hospital is far, far less than the touch points of physician assistants and nurses in the hospital. Um, and for these nurses to go on strike, uh, you know, it really hurts the, uh, the, 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 the patients. And we could only hope that this strike is settled quickly and, in, in my opinion, in the favor of the nurses. Speaking of hospitals, DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills, he went home today. Isn't that unbelievable? This guy was literally dead, what was it, 10 days ago, and he's home. He's doing rehab from home. Oh, look who walked in, Judge John Leventhal, 13 years trial judge. I, I just want to say something to you. Judge. You can say anything you want. I heard you talk about the nurses. Yes. My wife's a school nurse. One day when you want, I'm going to tell you what the problem is with the nurses in the school. I'd, I'd love to talk about that one okay. day. Well, listen, since I, I – that's I fine. Pr- I promise I can, will. Can we There's pick- inequities up the kazoo. Right, let me just put a little bow on – 
Are you allowed to say Sambolino? You're here, right? He can say kazoo. It's fine. He's allowed to say he's up the kazoo. Hi, yes, Joni. Sir. You didn't say hello, Joni. Uh oh, here, here she comes. I'm grabbing the mic. All right, hi, Joni. Hi, Arthur. All you right. look very dapper and purple today. Well, you know, there he goes. Well, I was very lucky because last. I love night, you, Sambolino. Last night, Marianne and I uh, went on a date, which is not a very common occurrence when you have a one-year-old, and we went to go see. The story about Neil Diamond. It's called a beautiful, beautiful <clears throat> music. Beautiful, beautiful noise. I beautiful even... noise. A beautiful Edit. noise. Let me. T- Brooklyn Flatbush guy. Brooklyn Barbara Streisand. Little Anthony and the Imperials. Neil Sedaka. It was Brooklyn is in the house. Let me just tell any of my listeners. Uh, and and Sam Lito, thank you, Sam Lito, This should make you feel good as well. As great as the the show was, and it was really great. I mean, it was really great because there were points where you were laughing, there were points where you were brought to tears, and then at the end you were all singing. And it was, and every single actor and actress in there were fantastic. Um, Carol King. And I at, the about end, at the end, at the end, yeah. So there's a lot of people from Brooklyn, Judge. And then we, uh, I walk <laughs> out, Sambolino, ready for this, and I'm saying goodbye because we went with some other people. We're saying goodbye, and this gentleman approaches me with his, a, a very attractive woman. And he's like, Mr. Idala. I said, yeah. I said, yes, how are you? He goes, I listen to you every night. He goes, I love your show. I think it's fantastic. Uh, you know, you really bring it home for us New Yorkers. And then he asked if his wife would take a photo with me. I said, of course. So, Sam Bellino, you see, there are 11, at least 11 people. Listening. I went to a restaurant with you, Arthur, and you. I go there all the time. They don't know who I was. You come in there, and you, and you said, this is Arturo. And they said, is this a joke? I said, no, it's Arturo Idala. And they said, here's a sweatshirt, here's a cap. Well, I do. I did happen to have the same name as the well, restaurant. I didn't want to give free advertisement, but well, you, no, can. you can. Arturo's <laughs> Restaurant in, in uh, 86, 85th Street on York Avenue. Great restaurant. No, it was, it was a good time. Well, since, wait, Judge, hold on to the microphone, because I know you were, you were lamenting a little bit, because <clears throat> last week, we've been in the news a lot in our law firm the last, like, five or six days. Uh, and last week... Uh, there was a big article in the New York Post, and it got picked up other, on other places because uh, I, for the first time, filed a notice of appearance regarding our representation of Ghislaine Maxwell. However, you had filed a notice of appearance, I believe, back in July. So tell the folks what you were lamenting about to me. Well, I wasn't lamenting, but I noticed the difference when I was a judge uh, as an appellate judge and also a trial judge uh, presiding over the nation's first felony domestic violence court. I was the poster boy for OCA. They sent me all around the country to speak. My picture, all the cases were covered in the newspapers. And now everyone forgot about me. But all of a sudden, Arthur Idala puts his name down, and, and, and boom, page six, <laughs> instant, instant uh, publicity. It's, it was really wonderful. And it just goes to show you, because the first time that I was in the New York Times and the Village Voice. It wasn't, they, for, it wasn't for your obituary. No, when they featured me. My son, who was small at the time, he's now uh, 32, he said, you're not really famous like Michael Jordan. I said, I know that. And I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not really famous. So uh, we've, 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 been in, we've been in the news uh, last Friday uh, based on our representation of Ghislaine Maxwell. And we were in the news basically all over the place last night and today because we finally filed the appeal regarding um, Harvey Weinstein. And that's the appeal to the Court of Appeals. And I, I will tell you, so no one should listening to this should, should feel bad in any way, shape, or form. I spoke to so many journalists who I, you know, I, I respect uh, over the last 24 hours. 
And many of them, not all of them, but many of them are under the impression that when you, you're doing an appeal, it's like you, you're redoing the whole trial in front of the, um, in front of the appellate court. And nothing could be further than the truth. So because Judge Leventhal did sit on the appellate uh, bench for 13 years, was a trial judge for 13 years before that, and was a lawyer for how many years before that? Actually 14, including two years as a clerkship. Okay, and how many years? Uh, 14 as a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked Judge, I actually, let, let's be honest like I always am, I asked Diana Fabi Sampson, who actually wrote the, the Harvey Weinstein brief, to come in here and speak because I wanted to give you both perspectives, the person who writes the brief and then the person who argues the brief and then the person who's listening to the brief, which is Judge Leventhal. Um, but Diana Fabi actually is inside right now on the phone with Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, kind of going over some points uh, of the appeal itself. So uh, before we go to a commercial break, Judge Leventhal, we have two minutes. Just explain generally what the appeal, what an appeal is, because as I said, there's this misconception that it's a, it's basically a retrial, which we're, obviously is not. talking about New York State. New York State, what, what uh, a general so, appeal. Someone in a, a civil or a criminal case usually has a right to one appeal, and I say usually. Um, so they, they can go to the appellate division or the appellate term, depending where the appeal is coming from, and they have a right for an, for an appeal. If they want to go further, if they lose at that level, Generally, you need permission or leave uh, to go to the highest court in the state, the Court of Appeals, which is like the Supreme Court of the United States in New York State. So before we go, before we go to our, uh, our commercial here, um, what happened in Harvey Weinstein's case is despite uh, oral arguments that the New York Times wrote as well as other periodicals seemed to be vastly in our favor, they denied Harvey's appeal. And we wrote a letter to the Court of Appeals, the highest court, where there's only seven judges. And the, the chief judge at the time, Judge Janet Fiore, who had a reputation of not granting access to her court to criminal defendants, did grant access to her court by, to Harvey Weinstein. And the, the appeal was due yesterday, and it was filed yesterday. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with Judge Leventhal. From his perspective as an appellate judge, what he's looking for when he reads and hears appeals. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. So is your husband or wife in a hospital or rehab center? Boy, I hope not. But we always have to be prepared, as the Boy Scouts say. Are people telling you that they are not eligible for Medicaid? Maybe they're right. Maybe they're wrong. The cost of a nursing home today is $500 a day minimum. That's right, $15,000 a month. Are you frightened about bankruptcy? Well, don't panic. Just call our friends at Connors & Sullivan, the attorneys at law, the attorneys who have been doing this for 40 years, the attorneys who really know their stuff. They have helped hundreds and hundreds of people just like you with these issues through the years. They'll tell you exactly what you're eligible for, and they'll help you devise a plan to avoid such dire news as bankruptcy. So call Connors and Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer at 718-238-6500. Their offices are in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. And remember, folks, it's not too late, but the time to act is now. Don't wait. Call Connors and Sullivan today, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. And after you speak to Mike Connors or one of his attorneys, you'll be so glad that you did. 
Hello, this is John Leventhal. I am a partner in the law firm of Idala Bertuna and Kamins. I have been a lawyer for 43 years, including 13 years as a trial judge and 13 years as an appellate judge. I have presided over almost every kind of civil and criminal case, and I have seen litigants facing almost every legal problem you can imagine. What is the most important thing for a litigant to do? It is to obtain the right lawyer, someone with the ability to navigate you through the court system and achieve the best possible outcome. At Idala Bertuna and Kamins, that is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertuna and Kamins earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertuna and Kamins law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. So you guys have been hearing me talk about uh, court reporting and the court reporting program specifically at Plaza College. When I was in court today at 100 Center Street, the first thing I did was say hello to the court reporter. You always want to be friendly with them as you stand up there and say, Arthur Idala for the law offices of Idala Bertuna and Cummins, 546 Fifth Avenue, New York, New York. Good morning, Your Honor. The court reporters are the ones who take all of that down. Well, Plaza College has been around since 1916, the year Judge Leventhal was born. And not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. That's right, nursing. And boy, is nursing in the news. And boy, do we appreciate nurses. Their accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Sounds like a long time. It flies by. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center of Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. They also, Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It is absolutely incredible. So if you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's School of Allied Health, School of Business and Paralegal Studies, just Visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Before we go to uh, Judge Leventhal, I have to correct you. I, I misspoke. Judge Leventhal was not born in 1916. That was an error on my part. I just got the math wrong there. Um, Sam Bellino, who are we listening to and why are we listening to this we are great, listening great, 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 great guitarist? The Yardbirds, uh, which was uh, the group that Jeff Beck was in. Jeff Beck, virtuoso guitarist, passed away yesterday at the age of 78, suddenly from bacterial meningitis. He rose to fame as part of the Yardbirds, where he replaced Eric Clapton before forming the Jeff Beck group with Rod Stewart. He was a, if you look at lists of greatest guitarists, he's always on that list. Absolutely. All right, so let's get back to Judge John Leventhal, who, besides being a trial judge for many years, rose to the level of appellate judge. So, but he also argued. I don't know what you you threw out some stats to me earlier. Seventy appeals, I, something. I, I, like? I've argued at least seventy appeals, not only uh, for my own firm or for myself, but also for noted attorneys like Al Brackley, uh, Lou Cohn. All right, you don't have to name drop. All right, well, I, mean, I mean, let you. Al was a great lawyer, and God right. rest his soul. He's got two sons who are very good lawyers. Okay, I, I'm a big Al Brackley fan. So here's where we're at. 
you get a, a case goes to trial, there's a conviction, you get the phone call as the trial, as the appellate lawyer, what do you do? First thing you do is you read the record, the whole transcript. You speak to the family or the client and, and the trial attorney to find out what the issues are, whether it's suppression of physical evidence, a statement, identification, or, or any other constitutional issue. And then after you read the record, then you outline what uh, issues there are, and you always lead off with your best issue. I always tell the attorneys when I was an appellate judge, start off with your best issue. And Kaczynski, who was a, a circuit judge, he always says, don't bury your best issue uh, somewhere in your brief. Well, always start I, off with the best issue. Not to name drop myself, but that's what Justice Scalia always said. He goes, just lead, lead with your strength, because you may never get to anything else. Be, I, we'll get to oral argument in a moment, but you don't get as much airtime as you want, and you don't get to cover the, every topic that you want. And, and there are some attorneys who appear in front of the appellate court. They, that's all they do is appeals, and they and and to have credibility, they have to concede the weaknesses in their argument and concentrate on their strengths. But if you don't concede the your weaknesses in your argument then you lose all credibility in other cases that you may argue for other clients. So, Judge Leventhal, let me just uh, clarify for people who don't know. So if a case goes to trial and uh, after a conviction, because the prosecutor cannot appeal in New York state courts, uh, only the defendant can appeal, a prosecutor can't appeal. If a guy gets found not guilty, there's no appeal. No, only on, on, on uh, suppression issues or, or motions to dismiss. <clears throat> okay. Um if a of a of attorney hears that <clears throat> something took place off the record without having some sort of outside hearing, is an attorney allowed to include in his or her brief to the court, the appellate court, anything that is not in the paperwork, the, the actual record taken down by the court reporters during the trial? Absolutely not. Only what's on the record can be on the appeal. Now, if something happens not related uh, there where, where you could show that you're attorney was ineffective or something else happened and and god god forbid someone was convicted you can make a collateral attack uh, on that in the federal but, court but it's called a habeas but not on an appeal but usually on an appeal just so people know the only thing that you could argue to the whatever appellate court you're in is what's in the actual record that Absolutely. took place either at trial or at the hearings before trial but you can't just say in an appellate record by the way, we also heard that this juror was prejudiced. Like, that's that's not good. Well, someone told me, no, you can't do any of that. And how long? I mean, obviously it depends, but is writing an appeal a, a swift process, or is it something that... Uh... Well, it depends how many issues there are. I remember one time when I, uh, I remember Judge Thompson, um, Willie Thompson once was trying to kid me. I had seven issues. I had a supplemental brief, and I had a reply brief. And Judge Thompson said, Mr. Leventhal, which one of you, he was giving me the business, which one of your nine issues do you want to raise first? And I had to give it right back to him. I said, Judge, they're all so good. Let me think. All right, I'll start with this one. There you go. So let's talk about it. So now the brief is written, and it gets submitted to the court, and your adversary gets a chance to respond to the brief, and then you get a, an opportunity to reply to their response. Now it gets submitted, and now you get a, a date to go and argue. Tell the ladies and gentlemen what it's like to argue, whether it's before the appellate division, where you sit, depending in Manhattan or Brooklyn, four or five judges, or if you get lucky enough, like we just did on Harvey Weinstein, to go to the Court of Appeals, where you lecture to the whole court, which is seven judges. 
Tell us what that feeling is like for a lawyer. You're not in front of a jury. Your client is not there. It's just lawyers and judges in a courtroom. Well, if you're a seasoned lawyer, you know what to expect. But if you're a new lawyer, you probably write everything out that you want to say, and you think you're going to get a whole essay in. And what usually happens, the court interrupts you almost at the beginning because they want certain answers to the questions they're going to ask. So sometimes... A lawyer should never talk over the judge. My famous line was, don't interrupt me when I'm interrupting you. Very nice. Now, how, how do you prepare as a lawyer for that type of oral argument? When you're saying it's not like a summation uh, when you're in, in a court, when you're in front of a jury where no one's stopping you. You get to give your 20 minutes or an hour or whatever it was. Here, you know you're going to be interrupted. So how do you prepare? You're, if you're a seasoned lawyer, you put little bullet points and you have to work in the issues and the bullet points that you wanted to say when you respond to their questions. You have to do it artfully and seamlessly. All right. And now, Mr. Sam Boland told me we have three minutes left. So in three minutes, Judge Leventhal, who sat on the appellate court for 12 years. 13 years. 13 years. Give us the perspective from the bench. When you're there, first when you're reading the brief, and then when you're listening to oral argument, and then when you're writing a decision. All right. What's very interesting some some of the judges say, oh, the, the briefs are, are the main thing. The argument doesn't mean anything. I've seen many appeals won and lost in the oral argument. So it is very important to argue your case, and it's very important to know your case, know the record, and, and be very good at oral argument. Cases are won and lost uh, many times on the oral argument. And when you're at the judge and you're watching the oral, what are you looking for? What are you, uh, uh, do you walk in there saying, hmm, I need this issue addressed. I want to hear this issue. So you direct the litigants to a particular topic? Well, I've had one seasoned lawyer when I sat there was arguing very good on, on an issue that we weren't really caring about. So we directed him to what about this issue and which he should have led off with. Like people v. Greenspan. <clears throat> Listen, what's the matter? I, I saw the oral argument. It happened to be my case. That was happened to be reversed. And I, I presided over that case, and, and that case was reversed. I didn't want to say it, but Arthur did it. I didn't do it. Yeah, baby, another win for a dollar. Um, so we have two, two, like a minute and a half left. What happens after the oral arguments? You and the judges go in the back and confer, well, take well, a vote. This is very interesting. After all the cases are heard, and in the second department, with the busiest appellate court in the country, we would have a minimum of 20 cases on the calendar each sit and once a week. So we'd go and we go upstairs, we eat a quick lunch, we vote. Anything we can agree on is done. Anything we can't agree on, someone may want to do some more research, someone may want to dissent from what the consensus is, and an opinion, if it's uh, something of first impression or, or something very interesting, then we would write an opinion and try to set precedent. Well, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, of those of you who are practicing attorneys, like, uh, let's see, Mike Pesci and Lou Idala, I think you get, what do you get, a half a credit CLE? We just did a half an hour on appellate practice here in New York. Um, you know, I hope so, you guys found this a little interesting because I had so many questions today based on the, the press we got on Ghislaine Maxwell and uh, Harvey Weinstein. Enjoy Syracuse basketball. We'll have a full show tomorrow with Michael Cohen talking about the taxi industry. Have a good night, folks. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.